Welcome, this is the Teaching Excellence Podcast for all things FE, teaching, learning, assessment, quality and possibly a few other things along the way. Hosted by Steph Wilkinson and Jade Gibson, leaders in FE who want to support others and make a difference and hopefully spread a little happiness whilst we're at it. Welcome to episode four of the Teaching Excellence podcast. This week we're going to talk about professional development and closing the loop um, because it's been one of the things that crops up quite regularly for us as part of our roles. So we facilitate and plan development days which has got Jade and I debating approach and importance um, and how that impacts on developing a culture of reflection and continuous improvement so before we get into that how are you Jade? I'm good thank you we've had um, a really interesting week lots of um, as I said before we're we're into our kind of SAR cycle Mm -hmm. at the moment so we've been having the learning area um, SAR validations which we do as a a panel and all the heads of area come together to discuss and it's been um, I think just a a really interesting time just looking at, you know, trying to provide as much evidence and justification for for grades and, um, you know, just kind of requiring more really from heads looking at, you know, a bit deeper into outcomes and a bit deeper into teaching and learning um, and how they've reached their decision on their grades and what evidence they have for it. And so it's been, yeah, I've, I've really, really enjoyed that process. And we've still, it's still ongoing. We've got um, kind of cross college SAR validation finishing up this week. So fab. Mm. Yeah, th- th- those processes are always really interesting. I'm currently write- writing the draft SAR for teaching and learning. So we're slightly behind your cycle, but still the same process. Yeah. Um, where evidence you know how do you evidence the impact of of what you're doing and justification of where you're at it is sometimes the the more difficult bit isn't it yeah I think it's you can you can kind of have that intangible feeling in a in a department um and and usually you're hoping that outcomes is obviously for the achievement for the for the learners is you know leading the way but mm-hmm. if um, if there are external influences that haven't you know that w- weren't at the fault of any of the staff or you know things that just ha- happen mm-hmm. then it's quite difficult to then um, back it up and say right well you know if teaching and learning you, you've graded it as a one for teaching and learning but your outcomes are a two then how does that link and why you know what, what yeah. are the reasons why that hasn't resulted in so it's just it was just very very interesting and it was great heads were really like receptive to the panel and um to the discussion that took place it was it was really healthy and um yeah ge- just generated some interesting discussion points that were actually still ongoing so it's, it's not wrapped up or um anything particularly you know put in stone at the moment but it's yeah it was I found it a really worthwhile good uh, process so yeah I think um as we mentioned last week that once I've um we've completed our uh SAR cycle we'll probably do an episode on that won't we so um, yeah because we do we both will be going through kind of peer review processes as well yeah. I know that you're keen and setting those up and we've got um our Landex which is um who we have in for peer validation and another college as well from another area that come in 
Um, so it's all it's all part of that. Yeah, kind of inputting and getting the you know everything's a second opinion and another look and somebody else to look over what you've got and self self assessment is um, some things are very tangible and very evidence based and other things are just that you know it's just to to make sure that you're judging yourself at the right level yeah definitely it's Mm. always useful to have that sort of um critical debate isn't it so um just before we get into today's episode then i just want to say thanks to everybody who's been giving us some feedback and retweeting the podcast and giving us um you know some input and we're really enjoying ourselves recording the podcast so we just want to say thanks to those people and but also maybe just request for those that are listening that maybe haven't given us some feedback yet or um haven't sent us um, any comments or questions and just to ask if we you know if you find anything useful or even if you just find one thing useful in an episode just to maybe like send us a comment on twitter or retweet the podcast because we're we're building some really nice momentum actually around what we're sharing and we just want to make a bigger difference so and reach more people so that would be really great if people could do that um so yeah let's talk about professional development then and um looking at how we approach it and the challenges that we face i think for me you know one of the first questions um or the the starting point is how do we decide what goes into a development day and how do we decide on our approach as a college so two points really um what about you Jay do you want to comment on how we currently decide what goes into development days yeah so we we tend to look for trends really if there's um trends of training needs so it's very hard um we've talked before about um uh well that uh the the multi-layered approach yeah. to CPD and the responsibility and who's who, you know how it how it gets directed so I know we'll go into this in a little bit more detail but mm. definitely you know people's personal it's 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 professional development but it's very personal and it should be um you know led by each individual of what what they need to achieve and what they what their own personal goals are mm-hmm. um but then we need to look for trends in you know we look at external verifier reports we look at um feedback in training needs from performance reviews mm-hmm. um from you know obviously observations and walkthroughs and, and it's kind of trying to gather as as much um information from as many sources as possible and then try to put together some kind of meaningful and attractive and exciting sounding <laughs> <laughs> day of of professional development that has everyone saying oh I can't miss that session I've got to go to that session and um but it is it really does have its challenges because trying to um make something you know if I if anyone sees assessment and feedback or you know yeah you know assessment for learning or something that they've just seen so many times if some you know stretch and challenge on a Mm. on a CPD um you know development day it's just how how can we make it different and um you know just trying to trying to develop people and not go over things that they might have already come across in other training sessions yeah I think it's a really complex process um but it is it's doable in that I in my head I think it's probably because the way my brain works I kind of see it as those there's kind of three main um layers to it one is um I sound like Mary Berry don't I like yeah um so um (laughs) 
the first one is like the college approach and the strategic approach. And um, what I've always found really useful, or uh, what I think is of significant importance, is having a teacher and learning strategy group where um, you have representation from some key people across the college. And as a strategy group in July, you set the strategic priorities for the following year and based that would take into account lots of information so from from last year's information you know looking at student feedback module reviews graded observations walkthrough observations developmental observations maybe even peer observations and the reflective discussions from that um, and then also maybe even looking at professional standards and as you mentioned, Jade, like the appraisal and performance review process, trying to tally all those things together along with external input, you know, whether it be EVs or whether it be that you have a peer review or whether it be that Ofsted come along, trying to think about what are the key priorities for the following year. It then allows people like you and I to go away and almost like make a plan for the year as to what and how we might support those developments across the whole of the college so those things would those priorities would then um, filter into the development days but what I think is really useful from that type of approach is that it's it's proactive but I think a key to that is being very clear and very um, explicit about the strategic priorities for that following year so that can be then disseminated through heads of area and through advanced practitioners so that yeah it's to bring is you know, bring everyone together yeah it's, it's not that every individual is going to have the same same needs and no. um but it there definitely does need to be a college-wide approach to how cpd is going to be um facilitated throughout the year and it's not even just development days is it it's no. kind of the whole plethora of cpd opportunities that you're going to provide staff with throughout you know the whole academic year as well yeah it's it is very complex yeah and then uh, but i think that's you know that if those are decided by the strategy group and um are set you know as a as a strategic group and as a strategic plan for the following year it means that you've kind of got like a framework to work with um, and, and within that, um, what I always found really useful is discussing FE, HE and apprenticeship and skills and setting that, you know, that strategic approach for all, all three of those aspects. Yes, that's what. So we've got our general um, trends that we've identified in the strategic group that will be informing all of our um, CPD provision this year. Yeah. And we've highlighted where they are appropriate for um, further education higher education and apprenticeship so it is um it is, does follow that model good yeah and mm. I think then the communication of that is really important so as I said that would be done through you know heads and, and APs um and any sort of like teaching learning newsletters or um key messages that are given out at the start of the year and then obviously under that another layer is the the curriculum area approach to professional development so um, that might include things like industry updating or technical updating um, but might also include the consideration of teaching learn assessment within that so um, I know you've had a, a bit of a debate haven't you or, or I've been raising the debate about technical updating yeah I'm um, it, it does 
did stem from a few discussions as my discussions tend to start which is uh, regarding when we've got external audits happening mm-hmm. and, and we're looking at um how we can technically update staff and that might be new staff or actually existing staff that have been with us for quite a while mm-hmm. um and and it's there are departments that naturally just have more involvement directly with industry um so for example we do have a motorsport department and they are still very active in the motorsport industry they you know attend competitions Mm. and um, are are actually involved in you know with the industry very very regularly and their members of staff would be you know constantly surrounded by the latest you know use of technology and and whatever it is within their industry so Mm -hmm. so we have that and then we have other areas um that might actually not you know and have that regular contact so just for example say business admin they might have a business admin tutor who hasn't actually worked in a business admin um industry or area or specific kind of job role for a number of years and you know prior to teaching Mm -hmm. or something so it's actually looking at um so I've had yeah a debate and, and a discussion with different heads of area on the needs of their staff and kind of how we can best um ensure that everyone gets some form of technical updating or back to industry or whatever you want to call it um time within within the year every year so yeah it's um yeah it's been interesting because obviously I don't know every single member of staff I don't know every um area of the college inside and out so it's it has sparked some really interesting um points to look at and there might be actually greater need within some areas than others so um but how we so many different things that we can try and help staff to be able to do either back to industry actually going in kind of work placement style back into or whether we get people into college for master classes and trying to link it in as well where possible I've had some approach from a member of staff who said actually they've got a a person in mind who they think it would be really beneficial for staff and students to have a talk talk from so if we can link up um CPD to um, student experience as well to you know that's even yeah. better so. yeah great and we did we I don't know where it was that we talked to a college where you know one of the days in July all staff were allowed to you know go out into industry on that day and it didn't matter where they went it was it was their opportunity to go and um, do some technical updating and, and that's quite a nice idea um, yeah. you know and a lot of staff might kind of really want to take up that opportunity and then as you said others may not feel the need to do m- additional technical updating because they're doing it so frequently and so regularly yeah um, but yeah there's lots of ways around of doing it but is it is um a, a important consideration when we're talking about professional development and um, one of the things that I came across over the last couple of years that I've got really into or is kind of one of my key references if you like and this comes from being someone who is a bit sciencey and likes research and kind of likes evidence-based stuff um, is the 2014-15 review that was done by the Teacher Development Trust um, or commissioned by the Teacher Development Trust which is called Developing Great Teaching so mm-hmm. um, they outlined they did a big review of professional development and um, so it was 
led by Professor Rob Coe and Steve Higgins and Philip Accordingly and Toby Greeny. And they um, have outlined what seems to contribute to effective professional development. And a couple of things that have really sort of stayed with me that I've really tried to implement when I've been designing CPD um, over the last couple of years is um, their important point about how effective professional development focuses really strongly on student outcomes. So I think sometimes um, teaching staff forget that professional development is all about improving teaching learning assessment for students and sometimes you know um whether it's just their previous experience or that they've not found professional development impactful or exciting before now you know sometimes they forget that the reason that we're all there and the reason that we do that is to make a difference to students so I just think that the more that we focus professional development and make it very clear on how the training supports student progress and development um, and we make that really clear for teachers, the more I think teachers will understand how that has an impact in their roles and how they can apply it to then Um, you know support student development and achievement so I think one of the things that I do probably quite naturally but has I definitely would say hasn't has been effective over time is you know making it really clear at the start of um, CPD sessions how this how this training um, will develop teaching practice and how you know the hope for that with student impact so um, yeah, I think it's really, you know, that is a key message to consider is how yeah. do we communicate the focus of professional development to focus on student outcomes. Um, but yeah. the other part of or one of the other main points um, that has kind of really um, stuck with me is about how professional development is effective if it lasts at least two terms or over an over academic year or, or even longer. So, you know, rather than the model of one-off sessions on um, the regular CPD days throughout the year that the college has got in the in the calendar, um, trying to sort of weave a thread through all of them and provide uh, an ongoing professional development opportunity within it. Yeah, I think that's definitely something that you brought to... Um our college when we worked there I know that you'd put on programs of CPD so it wouldn't be um one session it would be a, a series of sessions that, that the members of staff would kind of sign up to yeah. be part of that process to make it um because it is so difficult it's like having if you only ha- ever had students for an hour and you've got to try and make an impact so you've got to try and you know help them as much as possible in that time to progress with whatever skill or knowledge or whatever it is they're developing and it's the same for CPD to have an impact in you know one hour of time with um, a group of of staff is you know very you know unless you've got this um, you know guest speakers sometimes have that kind of way of sparking um, yeah 
stuff but I think that it, it does need that longer longevity to the program yeah I um I really enjoyed doing as you know the program the good to outstanding program and I kind of just developed that to you know support teachers um to develop outside outstanding teaching practices that were sustainable so it wasn't about um, getting a grade one in an observation it was about you know developing an outstanding approach to teaching and um, yeah. we did that over time so there were several sessions it was a program over time and um, I had some really significant feedback on that again you know um, I was often asked to prove um, the impact of that program uh, you know and crudely mm-hmm. you could look at observation um, information or data that's been collected but actually the rich information the rich impact um, comments were from just talking to the teachers that took part in it um, yeah and um, uh, but yeah so one of the things that I'm developing this year is um, what I'm calling teaching and learning modules so it's a program of longer term development so um, it was something that I saw um, and was shared by Plumpton College when I went down there last year Um, and it's a program where it's designed to engage staff over two terms and where there'll be a series of things that happen over time so in October um, we're going to be doing the input and the training on you know whichever so staff can sign up to whichever module they want to sign up to and we've got about 15 modules on the program so they're being led by advanced practitioners and I'm leading three modules the learning technologies team are leading three modules and then the advanced practitioners are leading on on the other modules some on their own some um, are working together to lead a module but essentially we're leading the modules where we have um a couple of hours input and um theory covering some theory and also what's really important is that we're going to ask staff to plan how they're going to implement what they've learned in that session and then um, their task really is to go away and just trial and implement the things that they've learned. So, for example, um, I'm doing a module on the science of learning um, and I'm really kind of into how we can best um, help students to learn. And um staff will you know their task to go away and just trial the things that they're going to learn in October at the end of October and then that we're going to run some catch-up support meetings one in December one in January and then we're going to come back together in the February development day to share and showcase all the things that have worked well all the challenges that they've faced so it's almost like February is going to be a whole host of teach meets across the college of all the different things that people have been working on and trialing over the two terms so um next year you know we're doing it that way this year and then we'll reflect on that and see how we can maybe improve that for the following year I'd be interested actually because I've not even asked you this. I know that you're doing yeah. that um, approach and we've talked about it. You've been telling me what you've been yeah. up to. Um, but how, how are you actually targeting people then for that? Or is it is it completely opt-in or is it that they, they have to sign up to a certain module? Or... So um, I so we're, we're, we're communicating that we're expecting every member of teaching staff to sign up to at least one module. And what we're yeah. saying is that it's it's they can choose which they think is most relevant for their professional development. 
So yeah. we really want staff to own that professional development and give them the choice, you know, out of all these modules, which do you think you need to attend because A, you're most interested and think that this will really impact your teaching practice. So we're, yeah. the communication that I've put out is that um, staff need to reflect on all of those things that I mentioned before, which is, um, you know, student feedback, module reviews, graded observations, walkthrough observations, um, professional standards, appraisal um, discussions, or even just um, I'm encouraging staff to talk to their advanced practitioners and or program managers or heads of area. Um, once we published, we published last week all the modules in, in a booklet with the information about what each module was about. Um, we're just saying to staff, this is what's available. Talk to people in your area about what, you know, if, if you're not sure, um, or if you are sure, just sign yourself up. But if you're not sure, then talk to your AP or talk to your head of area or program manager about which you think might be most useful for you. Um, and we're also we were also encouraging heads to you know have those discussion with their teams about what are the t what is the curriculum areas priorities, and therefore as a collective, yes. what would be really useful for them to sign up to and work you know work yeah. together on even. Because this is what I mean. We we talk about the web of, yeah. of quality and how it all interlinks. And I don't want to keep say closing mm -hmm. the loop, but closing the loop is kind of how it all feeds yeah. in, isn't it? And how it all gets um, actually bring bring brings it back to you know what was the point in doing it in the yeah. first place and 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 the impact and all that kind of thing. So I know that we will keep repeating the <laughs> same um the same phrases for in different situations but it actually all just links in together it's it's a, yeah it's a and huge my, huge yeah, my kind of um note that I'd made to myself about that point was it means and and it does this is where the web um it does feel like a web because uh, for quality because if we're gonna if we're gonna make sure CPD and professional development is impactful and effective the initial start point of staff reflection on those things needs to also be meaningful and effective. But that means that all those processes about student feedback, uh, the module reviews, the what the observations, the peer observations, graded observations, um, professional standards reflection, the appraisals or the performance review, all of those things need to be effective and need yeah. to be um, reflective and you know, really significant opportunities, all of those things so that people can then reflect meaningfully on them to then decide what's best for their professional development going forwards. Yeah, and then that, that actually helps us as, you know, leading on, on quality mm. for the college for us to actually drill down and find out how best we can approach um, organising CPD and what we find and what we source and how we source yeah. it and who best to get in you know if we are going to externally source anything and if we've got that meaningful set of um information if and, and that's how the process is conducted is is so so important and that people don't see anything as a tick tick sheet tick box yeah. exercise of just getting it you know just getting it completed that if they the, the more meaningful they can make those discussions within all of the settings that you mm. just said then allows us as a quality team to tailor 
everything that we're trying to do um and including the strategic you know setting out of of trends and aims and things that that's you know we can do our job effectively yeah and this is where hopefully fingers crossed people start to see that quality is not an additional add-on to to what we do (laughs) in the college that actually we're classed as support teams that are really really just wanting to try and develop mechanisms and strategies that will best support all the teachers out there to be the best teacher that they can be and therefore the best teacher for their students yeah I think there's a definite um I'm loving the social media thing lately about be the best you can be live your best life be the best you all that kind of thing and it's it's definitely what drives us when we're um you know we work together in the quality team and we really get it and we really get each other and we understand you know what we're trying to do and and then I can never understand why someone else can't you know see that's what what drives and and what pushes us to kind of every single strategy that we try and implement in the college has that focus yeah I think the day that people don't see quality as an add-on is the day that I'll feel the most satisfaction (laughs) yeah Yeah. that's it um so the one of the other points in that review the uh, developing great teaching review that i really like and that i think is significant is about creating regular and ongoing reflection and follow-up so um as part of the program of the teaching learning modules that i've set up as i mentioned we're doing those regular support meetings and catch-up sessions to discuss progress so discuss what people have been trialing how it's been going the challenges that they faced because it's really important to create those opportunities to discuss and then refine strategies so um we're going to have the catch-up meetings in december and january however i think it's really important to also have like an ongoing platform where people can share ideas and discuss things yeah and that's why I love this and our discussions as well we can you, you know I'm letting you do my pilot for me yeah. <laughs> so you can you can trial this tell me what worked tell me what didn't and then next year you'll see at my college we have a similar yeah. thing going on but it's it's definitely that's what I love about um I've just had a quality man the college and I've been sharing some resources with her and I've been trying to um you know just get she's actually I, I realise how lucky mm. I am at my college in that she's quite a lone figure in her quality team. The quality mm. team is her. So um, it was, you know, today I was sharing some stuff with her, but and equally there's a system that she's got that I was quite interested in that I'm going to go to her college. And with us, with our linking, and, and we do try and make sure we're yeah. part of professional networks. And that's it. That's the benefit of it. You don't have to trial you know every strategy in your own college you can see how things work and how they might best suit your own college just through the discussion with other people and this type of podcast and yeah I think that's what drives us isn't it is that collaboration and that's what we're really keen to um, build is that collaborative approach to improvements of teaching learning assessment because it's that whole concept of more heads together we can have a greater impact if we come together and work together and learn from each other um so yeah yes. I think one of the things that I'm going to be you know asking curriculum areas to do because obviously we've put this program in place and that's our college-wide strategy and um, but I'm going to be sort of encouraging teams to create that space within their team meetings as well so just ideas like having 
um, a reflective 20 minutes in a, in a meeting about what things they've been trialing, what things have been working, what things have been challenging um, and, and creating that discussion in the team meeting, which will then facilitate the sharing of good practice, but also facilitate like a solution focused approach um, and some collaborative planning. Yeah. So the more that the teams can collaborate and try to just bounce ideas off each other, the more that we'll be creating that reflective space um, as they go forward. But also bringing the teams together to, to analyse, walk through information or data that's been gathered, um, looking at what's working well and what areas for development there are and kind of as a team coming up with ways to, you know, um, develop and how and how those areas for development can be addressed i think creating ongoing yeah. discussion about teaching and learning is is probably more significant than we anticipate um or that we more impactful than we expect it just creating those those spaces for pe- for teachers to kind of talk about teaching yeah and i love that you've just you've mentioned it a few times there the same thing but through those layers of of um mm-hmm. of approach so where you've got college wide you've got team approach and you've yeah. got individual approach and actually it's the same reflective practices that yes, need to happen at each point and throughout each layer so and i think that by allowing things like team time to develop that and giving it that time and space and thinking space then that actually um kind of makes it a bit more um it, it help it assists it then when it's then you're asking an individual to reflect on their own practice and hundred well, percent. So. And I think um, just keeping an eye on time because we're running over our usual spot, <laughs> but we have lots to talk about with um, professional development because I know it's something that we're both really keen on trying to make as impactful and effective as we can. Um, but key messages for me is is that meaningful reflection, like you said. Um, at all those different points, whether it be college-wide, um, curriculum area um, focused, or whether it be individually focused, I think we have to create opportunities that um, has meaningful reflection. Um, and that got me thinking about how do we engage staff in meaningful reflection and how do we facilitate them to choose professional development that's going to significantly support their teacher and learning assessment um, going forward so you know I think that's something for colleges to consider is is that meaningful reflection opportunity but also uh, I think what's significant or a key message for me is about clear communication and making sure we communicate our college-wide approach or even before that decide what our college-wide approach is um, and what's our strategic approach to yeah. professional development and what key messages we want to be giving out to staff about that. And then I suppose the next bit, yeah. which we can talk about in more detail um, in another episode, is making sure that the, the CPD or the professional development is high quality. You know, what is it that makes it high quality? Mm-hmm. Um, what is it that makes it focused? And what is it that teachers feel is... Um, significant for them yeah time is time is precious for a teacher it's so precious and we want to maximize if you've got a cpd opportunity and you've got staff there it's got to make the best use of their time i think that's that's what they appreciate definitely Mm. so 
I think we'll finish there just while we've um, overran a little bit on our usual time slot. But um, as I said before, I think um, I just want to say thanks to everyone who's supporting the podcast um, send us some messages, get in touch with us. One of the questions that I'm really interested in asking anybody out there and getting some feedback on is what are the main challenges that people are facing around quality improvement or professional development design or teaching and learning assessment improvements um that would be really nice just to get some some comments or feedback from people um so yeah get in touch um thanks jade yeah thank you Seth. Um, yeah, we'll catch up soon, soon. Thanks for listening to the Teaching Excellence podcast. Leave us a voice message in Anchor. Tweet us and let us know what you think or what you want to hear on the show. Tune in next week for more. Have an amazing week and be the best version of you.